Hey everybody, welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. This week we are behind the scenes at Die Hard, a drinking game. Um, as I've mentioned on the show before, once a month I am in a show where uh, we just read your favorite 80s movies. We drink on stage, the audience drinks, and uh, this month, February 2012, it was Die Hard. Uh, I had the fortune of playing Hans Gruber, and um, I, got, I took a little bit of time before the show started. Um, it is a stage reading, and we're drunk, so we really have just scripts sitting in front of us. None of us are quote-unquote off book. So, uh, yeah, I took some time to interview four of my fellow cast members. And, yeah, they're just going to talk briefly about their favorite comedy. Some of it's on vinyl, some of it's on tape, some of it... We actually run the gamut here from vinyl to tape to CD to uh, iTunes, even. So, you know, we've got a lot of people just talking about their early experiences with comedy. And uh, it's pertinent because these are all very hilarious, brilliant actors. So, yeah, if you live in the Los Angeles area, please check out adrinkinggame.com. Make sure to like us on Facebook because you'll get an update as soon as the tickets are on sale. We sell out every time, so get your tickets ahead of time. Um, You're going to see a movie that you like. Um, I mean, since over the last, it's just been a little bit over a year. Over the last year, I mean, we have done, we started out with A Princess Bride. Uh, the Princess Bride, we did Goonies, we've done Ghostbusters twice, we did Three Amigos, and we're going to be doing that one again soon. Uh, we did Ferris Bueller, we did, uh, let's see, we did The Karate Kid, we did Wayne's World, we did uh, Back to the Future, we did, God, we did, we did Beetlejuice, and we just did Die Hard. We've done more than, than, than all of those, but there's just too many to remember. Uh, yeah, so... Check us out on adrinkinggame.com, and please enjoy this. Uh, it's it's a pretty short episode, but you can tell why at some point they do call us out on the stage and we have to leave. So yeah, please check out adrinkinggame.com and like us on Facebook. And as usual, subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on iTunes and rate us highly. Thanks so much, and yeah, have a good thing. Yeah, all right. So I can remember this. All right, it's right in front of me. All right. So, uh, everybody, this is going to be a special episode of Comedy on Vinyl. I'm here at the Next Stage Theater in Hollywood. We are doing uh, Die Hard, a drinking game. I'm going to speak to a couple people who are uh, with me, uh, including our MC. Our, are you a co-creator, Brett? What are you yes. Like? Your co-creator. What, what, are your, what are your other credits, Brett? Uh, MC, co-creator, mm-hmm. writer. Uh-huh. Um, host, yeah, uh, that fat guy on stage. Okay, nice. All right. all right. So, Brett, what's your favorite comedy album of all time? Uh, my favorite comedy album of all time is Bob and Doug McKenzie's The Great White North. Yes, okay. Yes. Why? Um, well, the reason was I was in technology as a kid, and mm-hmm. they had that backwards one where you had to spin the record backwards to hear the secret message. Awesome. I didn't get it as a record. <laughs> I got it on a tape. <laughs> So I actually got to take apart the tape uh-huh. and put it in backwards so I could hear the message, which was, so this is part of where we go backwards, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. And um, <laughs> the fact that I had to work for it mm-hmm. made me just made, made me love it yeah. so much. That's understandable. Yeah. So did you, is this like when we talk with people about comedy albums and their experiences, I mean, did you listen to a lot of comedy on vinyl as a kid or no? Um, I listen to stuff with my dads. So we listen to things like Johnny Carson and yeah. Bill Cosby and yeah. and uh, Richard Pryor, except he usually sent me out of the room if he was listening to it. Oh, all right. A little dirty. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would hear, I, I would listen from the hall. Yeah. Brilliant guy. Yeah, of course. Very sad. Well, 
Yeah, it was very sad. Yeah. It was a while ago, so. That's true. It was a long, it was a long time ago. It was ago. a long time ago. But, but well, was there anything, did you ever, like, have those moments where you sat and just listened to an album by yourself and just had a moment with your comedy? Sounds like maybe with Bob and Doug. Bob and Doug. Yeah. Bob and Doug. I just, I wanted something that I could repeat in front of other people. Okay. So it would make me sound funny. Yeah. But it never came out right. <laughs> Well, you're not Canadian. Well, I am not Canadian, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't do the accent at all. <laughs> How's it going, eh? It just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me at all. Did you ever make friends over comedy? Um, no. 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 That's the simplest I, answer. No, you're the only friend I think that I have made over comedy. Really? Yeah. That's weird to me. It's not to me. No. You're a very attractive man. Wow, that's what I do. Well, it's 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 the truth. It's my job. Um, is there anything about that album in particular other than? just caught you don't kill bugs uh-huh don't kill bugs they go on this i mean it was the first it was probably my first exposure to any type of real absurdist comedy yeah um they started talking about don't kill bugs and i don't remember the whole thing uh-huh but uh they made a very good point but the whole thing was just kind of silly to begin with yeah uh, but if it wasn't for them mm-hmm. i wouldn't have uh, enjoyed good music from some of the alternative bands in the 80s, like They Might Be Giants or uh-huh. Ingo Boingo, uh-huh. because I wasn't raised to be uh, to be open to new things. Oh, okay. So that, that, that made you open your brain up. It actually did. Comedy opened you up to other things. Comedy opened me up to just about everything, mm-hmm. because uh, it's, you know, as long as you're honest about something... I have no idea what I was going to say after that. All right. It would have been hilarious. Oh, it would have been great. It would have been. been. so good. It would have been. Did, did that album inform your comedy? Or is there are there other albums or other things that have informed your comedy more? That's a stupid question, but you know what I'm saying. No, no, it's not a stupid question. Uh, my family is in vaudeville, and my grandmother told me to watch certain things when they were on television, like uh-huh. Bob Hope, and but this is not really album-related. It doesn't matter. But uh, the Channel 5... What is this? The... Ah... Uh, they had these these weekends with Tom Hatton on Channel 5. Okay. The Family Film Festival. All right. They would have all of these movies from the 40s and 50s, like Abbott and Costello mm-hmm. and uh, and the, the Road movies and yeah. some very weird 70s movies like Jacob Tutu and the Hood and Fang. All right. Yeah. Um, but they were very uh, schlocky mm-hmm. and schmaltzy, yeah. which is kind of where I lean. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. And I think that is probably what, uh, what helped help form the initial sense of humor. So if you were to tell people, Brett, why to listen to Bob and Doug McKenzie's The Great White North? <sighs> Let's see. Because without Bob and Doug McKenzie, mm-hmm. we would not have Beavis and Butthead. That's very true. That's a very good point. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. You're welcome. We love you. I love you. All right. All right. All right. Are we have done? Have a good show. We're going to have a good show. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Goodbye. They have a picture of this theater. God, I hope so. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was eating my ice cream here. I was like, why? why? Do they have That's amazing. We're going to get interrupted by people that don't That's have That's fine. Okay. That's okay. That's how it goes. All right. Joe. Hello, sir. All right, Joe, this is Joe Nicky. Am I pronouncing it correctly again? It's Nicky. It's Nicky. God, God damn it. Start over. Okay, we won't start over. Joe Nicky. Joe Nicky, yes. I said that right the first time. You did. Yep, Joe Nicky. We're here behind the scenes of Die Hard a Drinking Game. <laughs> Tell us what character you're playing first. I'm playing Joe Takagi. Yes. Carl. I don't know Carl's last name. Thornburg. I don't know his first name. Okay. I'm playing Marco or Franco. Uh-huh. I'm playing. Uh, Little Johnson. Okay. I'm playing Jeez. cop number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> Prince. 
Let's 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 talk about. Do you have a favorite comedy album first? Favorite album. It's very difficult to pick one. Yeah. Um, more currently, I love uh, Mitch Hedberg's Mitch Altogether. Yeah. I, yeah. I love brilliant. it. Um, I'm a huge Mitch Hedberg fan. Mm-hmm. But old stuff. I'm trying to think of specific albums. Is that what we're going yeah. for? Vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Generally, I mean, if there's Pat nothing. Cooper. Yeah. Um, I like Steve Martin. Of course. Yeah. But I feel like currently, mm-hmm. it's Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg? Yes. Is there something about, what, what about his comedy it speaks was, to you? I think it was just really smart. It went above yeah. a lot of people's, the audience's heads at times. It takes, it's one of those things where you're getting the joke as he's three jokes further. Yeah. Oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I think he, uh, he was a little too smart for the general public. And sure. And that's why I like him. Yeah. Um, Yes. What, what's, uh, why don't you give us a, sort of a taste of your history with comedy? Sure. I grew up in upstate New York, um, outside of Albany, and in 1983, my dad opened the Comedy Works, uh-huh. which is still open today, so I pretty much grew up in a comedy club, which awesome. is uh, why my stand-up comedy tastes are jaded, because I feel like any current comic, I'm like, oh, that was done before, this was done before. Sure. It's very difficult, and... I feel like I do have a sense of humor, but at the same time, it's just, I don't want to be a cynic, but mm-hmm. being around it, it's very difficult to find stuff I like. Um, specific, like my dad, for example, who's seen every comic, yeah. he uh, he doesn't watch the shows. He sits in the back and listens, and if the audience is laughing, mm-hmm. that's how he hires the next comic. Wow. He, yeah. So he's, I mean, he likes Henny Youngman and yeah. uh, the oldies. So wait, when did, he, when did he open the club again? In, like, the height of stand-up comedy. It was, okay. like, 82 or 83. That's like crazy. Um, Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, they all played there. Holy shit. Back in the day. Before. Yeah. And some of them actually come back or have always been uh, really nice to us. And the family, Ray Romano, Kevin oh. James, uh-huh. they, they'll come back through town and then stop in and That's awesome. do shows for my... My brother actually took over the club, so now he runs it. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm the black sheep that ran to Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. But you're here to act. Doing I mean, comedy. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's good. And you're and you're a very funny person. What, well, thank you. what... Is there an album then that influenced why... You know, uh, specifically, is there something that you gravitated towards as a kid maybe that sort of made as, you think you want to be funny? As a kid, I loved Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. I don't... Um, I don't parody that yeah. that was like it for me. I was obsessed with Weird Al. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to think of a specific stand-up comedy album. I don't know. You don't have to have one. Okay. I mean, that's the difficulty of this <laughs> podcast where we tell people nail it down to one. Right, right, right. But you know, um, man, I think yeah, that's really difficult for me to think of a. Sure. This is, not, this is not helping the podcast. No, 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 this is. This is because it, what's, it, what's different, different is I think for most people I talk to, mm-hmm. I expect to hear what happened to me, which is I sat down, listened to albums either by myself or with my best friend. Right. You know, our friendship grew over that. Uh-huh. Or my brain just grew comedically where I'm just like sitting and taking it. But you got to listen to actual people doing right. it. So right. you had the albums too. Sure. I mean. Just live. Yeah, yes. right. Did Mitch Hedberg ever come through he that did. club? Yep. Oh, fuck. Did you get to meet him? Yes. Oh, my God. What yes. was that like? It was uh, interesting. My, I, I was barely old enough to have a driver's license, and my job was to go to the airport and bring these comics back to the club. Oh, holy shit. And when my friends were out drinking in the woods and enjoying their teen years, I was ripping tickets and taking money at the door. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, it was an interesting life growing up in a comedy club, I'll say that. I mean, I, you saw the best and the worst. I, I, I can remember being six, seven years old and not understanding why one of the comics was smelling sugar off the table. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you've heard this, and I'm sure you know this as a comedic person yourself, but 
really depressing, dark people mm. off stage. The majority of them are not the yeah. funniest of people off stage. Right. And uh, so that's kind of. How does that affect you, though, as somebody who wants to do comedy and the way you live your life? I mean, I don't. You know, I ne- I've never done. I've never been drawn to do stand up because I feel like I would be a ripoff artist of all these okay. people. But uh, yeah, just I know where the bar is set, and I want to try and emulate that if I can. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there, are there any, I mean, I guess we've already sort of established the most recent that you're really into is Mitch Hedberg, and that's sure. understandable, it's right. really hard, like, unless, uh, th- there's a good local scene here, right? but a lot of them, it's, they, they come from, like, the quote-unquote alt-comedy, like, did that, did that affect, out of curiosity, I mean, did you see a lot of the quote-unquote alt-guys come through your, the club? You know, my dad was big on, if it's not broken, don't fix it, yeah. so he still has guys to this day mm-hmm. that have been playing the club since the early 80s, where my brother has now taken over, and he's like, no, we got to bring in the last comic standing type people, okay. or, okay. you know, Aziz, and all, yeah. th- that whole crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad doesn't maybe necessarily get the humor. Yeah. He's kind of stuck in the old, so. Yeah. But yeah, no, the the newer people have come, and I'm trying to think of specific names that, I mean, it's in Albany, I'm not, I don't go back enough, I right. should, I, I should, uh probably keep up on their, their... Is your dad still listen to comedy? Even though he's not really at the club? A little bit. Yeah? I'm trying to think of... I mean, there, there are these unknowns that you've never heard of that killed, and they just never made it down to the Manhattan or L.A. Yeah. or whatever, and they're just... There's some of the funniest comedians you've never heard of that live in, like, suburban Connecticut. Yeah. And yeah. it's a shame. But they make a living doing it. They make do a they living not? doing stand-up, and they tour the road, and anyone that's not into stand-up, they would never know who they are. Sure. But, uh... That's a weird existence. Yes, very. I can't imagine that. No, I couldn't do it. But there's a bonus for you at the very... You've gotten to see a lot. I got to see a lot of people. That's and so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, man. All right, so let's... let's. Here's how I sort of end up tagging sure. it, is for... Screw that it's not on vinyl. Mitch Hedberg... Actually, you might be on vinyl. Yeah, it might be on vinyl. Um, uh, the, your, the, what was the name of the album again? Mitch Fuck. All Together. Thank you. Actually, there's one other one called Strategic Grill Locations. Right, right. I'm not sure. What, I think Mitch All Together is the one. Because he only did, what, two albums? Two or three. And then there might be a live one. There's a live one, yeah. right. I, that, well, no, they're all live. What am I talking about? Well, yeah, there might I be think a, the, there was another... I know which one you're talking about, and I think right. they released it after he died. But, right. Um, for, for, for your favorite album, yes. why, tell the audience why to listen to it. Why you think they should give it a shot. You should listen to Mitch Hedberg because he is smarter than the average comic. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but he, uh, he kind of... I think he was the future of observational comedy. He was, I think Jerry Seinfeld actually was passing the torch to him and mentioned it in an interview somewhere else to find it. But mm-hmm. he was the... Uh, I feel like he was the alt-future of observational comedy. Yeah. That's why you should listen to them. Awesome. Joe? Yes. Nikki? Joe Nikki. I pronounced it right. You did. I like you a lot. I like you a lot. And I'm glad you're from upstate. I'm glad you're from upstate. And thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Have a good show. You too. Which will be easy. Sure. Hey, everybody. We're back. We're here with Anthony. Hey, how's it going? I'm Anthony Lerner. I'm playing John McLean. That's right. In Die Hard, a drinking game. So, so Anthony... We, we went over this just briefly. Mm-hmm. We didn't listen to any comedy on vinyl, but that's fine. It's not required. Um, I'm putting you under the under the, the gun here, though. It's okay. So, 
What are your favorite comedy albums? What did you listen to as a kid? Well, the one that I really listened to a lot as a kid was one by Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. I remember that very much. I, I listened to it a bunch. He used to pop it in my little uh, Walkman. Mm-hmm. And I used to actually fall asleep to it. Awesome. Um, he's got that soothing kind of voice. Yeah, yeah. And his humor is uh, not so edgy that it keeps you up at night. It can actually lull you to sleep, but you yeah. can still be entertained. But yeah, I, I definitely remember listening to that over and over and over again. Um, which Bill Cosby, great humor mm-hmm. in itself, especially uh, fitting for a child. So yeah, that's true. I guess it was the right thing to be listening to. My parents were doing <laughs> a decent job. I didn't have a dice clay on a on album or anything. I yeah, a lot this. of people talk about having to sneak dirty albums, but you, you were fine with Bill yeah, Cosby. Yeah, no, my parents let me see the videos of the dirty stuff. I had to, <laughs> I had to sneak the Bill Cosby tape. <laughs> but tonight you're going to have to say motherfucker several times. Several times, which actually yeah, Bill Cosby did not help me in saying, but... Uh, I'm sorry. But, but my parents did. Yeah. So. <laughs> is there anything... Actually, this is good because some people... I'm, I keep expecting people to have the kind of personal experience I had with comedy albums where I made friends over it. You had some where you were listening to that shit every night. What 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 is it about comedy, just just having a little, like, a portable piece of comedy with you? Uh, it's just something that makes you feel uh, good. You know, as a little kid, not like my life was tough, but... Uh, but it's always nice just to just to laugh, and and like I said, Bill Cosby's jokes are very lighthearted, and mm-hmm. he was talking about when he was a kid, and talking about stories of uh, things that I could sort of relate to. Sure, I'm only half black, so mm-hmm. I could only. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I think that's why it's just you want to you know you want to be able to listen to things, especially like I said, when you're going to sleep that are lighthearted, and, and uh, it wasn't until my teenage years that I fell asleep to Metallica. So right, as a right. child, I, I just enjoyed the, the lighthearted comedy. Was there anything about Bill Cosby specifically that informed you as a funny actor? Um, I think that you don't always have to be dirty to be funny. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I utilize that very rarely. <laughs> so. Well, especially in this show. I think we're encouraged to swear. Yes. Even when there aren't any. Yes. When fuck is a drinking word. Am I allowed to say that on your yeah, podcast? Absolutely. People yeah. say much worse things. I believe I say it uh, at least 25 times oh in a different frame of reference motherfucker uh-huh. fucker kill you motherfucker yeah mm-hmm. so fucking fuck yeah every I, every I iteration much have most word. of my script memorized just with that one word right that's pretty good <laughs> anthony thank you very much thank and you and have a wonderful show tonight i appreciate it i guess it. i'm supposed to say break a leg but you too break a leg also thank let's you, break sir. our legs together let's do it what happened i'm gonna fill my water guns up with wherever you want to go do not shoot the host. This is exciting. Yeah, so that way they, um, wherever. Be this is backstage noise. People get excited by that. They're like, whoa, stuff's happening. toilet water? Okay, cool. No, no, no. It's just All right. Dirty, dirty, I'm here with Alex Salem. Water. Alex Salem, why don't you tell us oh, who you're playing friends. tonight? Hi, I'm Alex Salem. I'm playing Sergeant Al Powell in Die Hard, a drinking game this evening. Do you want to tell us why that might be an interesting choice? You could say it's interesting. As Reginald, the, the great Reginald Bell Johnson is uh, black. Mm-hmm. I am white. Uh-huh. And there is a sort of interesting casting choice associated yes. with that. You do have brown eyes. Very, very brown and yeah. brown hair. Mm-hmm. People seem to like that since yeah. my portrayal of Winston Zeddemore in Ghostbusters, that is a true. drinking game. Mm-hmm. That was your premiere performance in a drinking game, was it not? Yes, it was. Yeah. Which we repeated, was that last month? That we, we, we repeated it last month. Fuck, we're going to have whipped cream or fucking shaving cream in two shows in a row? And I have to have a beard like this two shows in a row? Would you agree with and that? Get a, well, it's all right, thank you, but it itches, and I don't. Very it's uncomfortable Alan to me. It is uncomfortable. Very it's Alan really Rick gross. Now. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. There's dust in the air. Anyway, Alex, you're a bit younger than I am. That's fine. 
You probably didn't listen to any comedy on vinyl as a kid. Did your parents have comedy on vinyl? Oh, I believe I found a Cheech and Chong album right. my dad had. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we're talking comedy albums. Comedy albums in general. Um, yeah. Uh, I was a big fan uh, in college. Uh, this is this is fairly more recent, but mm-hmm. um, David Cross, yeah, is a fantastic comedian. I had an album of his on. That might be one of the first ones I bought on iTunes. Actually, uh-huh. where you just buy the whole thing on iTunes uh, is called "It's Not Funny." Yeah, which was his follow up to "Shut Up, You Fucking Baby," mm-hmm. uh, which um, I think they had some similar material on them. Yeah, uh, but that was that was really solid. I enjoyed the fact that his. His uh, track titles mm-hmm. were all very long and elaborate. Is that thoughts. the one that had "What if baseballs had AIDS on them"? Is that the one? It, 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 it's one of those two, I'd imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. the often his titles mm-hmm. weren't really associated with the actual right. bits he right. was doing in them at, at all. Yeah, he uh, he spoke a lot about. He, he was actually doing a fair bit of nine eleven material, and this was in two thousand four. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, um, he, he he had a good uh, comparison of. Somebody reacting with the same level of severity and emotion uh, emotion uh-huh. to nine um, eleven coming uh, as an employee mm-hmm. in the New York New York casino uh, in right. Vegas. Yes, 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 yes. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, was there anything specific about listening to comedy? Listening to comedy for you? Like, did you have any experiences where you just sat there and had comedy to yourself? Yeah, that was because like before that, like you're talking main comedy albums I'd be listening to was like. Dane Cook yeah, that era yeah. but uh, that I'd always listen to with friends mm-hmm. usually in the car mm-hmm. uh, and stuff um, but with this one like, I would listen to this by myself like in my dorm and stuff sometimes yeah. and I was just like appreciating it and not I wouldn't even talk about it with people yeah, because I just enjoyed listening to it on my own mm-hmm. for a little bit and turn it off go to the next one or something Yeah, um, but I played it dozens of times mm-hmm I guess the bonus to having it on iTunes is you're not going to wear it out. Yeah. That's a bonus. That's a good thing. Yeah. You're the first person, though, who's like, yeah, no, the, my favorite is on iTunes. It's fine. It's good. I like that. We get, we're spanning generations. I mean, I've had people on the show who are in their 50s, and the first shit they listened to was, you know. The, the breadth of material mm-hmm. you, you cover on the, the spectrum of, uh, on, of comedy on vinyl. blowing so deep the depth god the complexity I am just such a good person for making this podcast really is what the you're world is to say. a better place for it it really is is there anything about that album or any album you ever listened to that informed you as like a comedic actor yeah um his take on like he would he was one of the first people I'd see do like a phone call bit uh huh for like where he was he, he wouldn't even do the other line he would just mm-hmm. like react to like um Oh, he was talking about how to get electric, uh, why we the world needed electric scissors yes. and had for it. And so he's doing, like, on the phone, and he's like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I can. Oh, I'd love to go to the Evanescence concert with you tonight. I've been into them since, like, October. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's tonight? Oh, I can't. What do you, I got to cut some shit out of the paper. <laughs> a, a, a recipe for Apple Brown Betty and a really, really funny family circus. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, Pusgetti. Pu- he, he was the Pusgetti bit, <laughs> and he calls and he calls meatballs meat bulbs. <laughs> right. And he does the he does the <laughs> he does oh, he does God. the whole bit where he's not doing the other guy on the line yeah. of the phone call. Yeah. 
Have you listened to and 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 don't be ashamed if you haven't. Haven't. I don't like when people get ashamed. This is the whole point. Of this. Have you listened to any Bob Newhart? Because I'm sure you've seen Bob Newhart as an actor. But have you listened to any of his old bits? I, I I've been. It's funny in like conversations like this. I've been recommended him specifically. Yeah. Or like like that comparison's been drawn. Yeah. Um. I I hear a little bit. I heard a little. No, I haven't. But I heard a little bit on um. In the second season of Mad Men, they're listening to a Bob Newhart really? album. Really? Yeah. And I love what that does for that scene and mm-hmm. for their world when they're yeah. sitting in the office listening to it. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's uh, having a phone conversation yeah. in that bit. And that's all he does, so. Yeah. That's all his old bits were. I mean, and I think it could it could play then, you know, in the 50s and 60s when he's just doing the same bit, not the same bit, but the same type of bit, same type of shtick over and over again. Why do you think why do you think it might not work now? Are we too are we more sophisticated or are we just changing? What do you think? We may have a shorter attention span. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is a much stronger it, it, it demands a stronger performer. It's a bigger challenge. Guys, mm-hmm. I need you on stage. All right. And we're right. needed on stage. And we're needed on stage, but on that note, Alex, break a leg. You as well, Jason. This is gonna be a good show. Yes, it is. Comedy on Vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Our producer is Mike Warden, our host is Jason Klom, and he's also the editor. Comedy on Vinyl is a stolen dress entertainment production. You can check out all of our other podcasts, books, videos, other audio stuff, probably some writing, at StolenDress.com. And uh, please check out Comedy on Vinyl at Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter.com slash Comedy on Vinyl. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us highly, and spread the word. Thank you so much for listening to Comedy on Vinyl this week, and have a very good thing. Hey,